All right, welcome everyone to another edition of Talking with Friends. I am Sports Formation Director Levi Converse. And, and with I'm me Assistant is, Morgan Raspberry. Yeah, Morgan with me again. We're coming at you with a little bit different um, environment than what we typically do, but uh, we're both still here. Excited to be here as always. So we're going to keep making things work. Morgan, how has your day been so far? So far, pretty good. It's been a very interesting day. But after that, and now it's now it's actually been a pretty decent day. It actually feels really good outside right now, especially if you're in the sun. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit chilly this morning, but it does feel good right now. Fall is here. It's like the high, I think, is 65 mm -hmm. today. So that's definitely fall-like weather. It's going to warm up again tomorrow, then it'll get cold again. So uh, Kansas weather. No, it's spooky season. At its best. It's Halloween. Yeah, Halloween's coming up. That's the way it is. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Are you going to dress up for Halloween? You know what you're going to be yet? No. Yes. Okay. So I figured out that I'm going to be a deer and then my boyfriend is going to be a hunter. Wow. That's a little different. No. I know, right? And then we're going to have our dogs run around. They might have some antlers usually because they have little antlers that they chew on all the time. We gave them deer antlers to chew on. So we're just going to give them a deer antler and they might run around and chew on it. I don't know. That's different. I want, see, I want to see the final product though. I want, I want to see it. No. Oh, don't worry. You will. Cause I might may or may not wear it on the Halloween game. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see about that. That'd be interesting. That'd be a different take on it. Be a different take. Yeah, I, de I definitely want to see how it looks for sure. Like who? Who's commentating a deer? Yes. Yeah. That's a deer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and since it would be your first game, it'd be like a deer in headlights, right? I <laughs> Maybe, like, you can dress up and, like, have, like, a black shirt on and then, like, have, like, two little, like, circles somewhere on you and be, and we can, like, make them look like lights and then you can be, a, like, a he like a deer in, like, headlights. Get it? There Hi. you go. That might be, that might be kind of fun. Yeah. Uh -huh. We may have, we'll discuss that more. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss that. Get you a car. Yeah, yeah, that might add, that, we might have to try that. You got me intrigued at least a little bit. You got me intrigued. You're just full of good ideas already. Where do we just now start? And you're already rattled them off. <laughs> so this week on campus, a little bit of a quieter week. I know that if you didn't see our release last night, volleyball is postponed today. Um, JV Volleyball is actually supposed to be playing at this time right now. Um, it's postponed as is the senior day matches for the Falcons versus Oklahoma Wesleyan and, and York. So those are going to be made up at a later date. Um, just stay tuned to friendathletics.com for more information. Earlier this week, it was determined the, um, the Falcon football game was also going to be postponed at Bethel. So home matches, though, tomorrow, soccer is still going on um, 3 and 5.30. The women at 3, the men at 5.30 p.m. versus Kansas Wesleyan. Tickets are still available for that. So go to friendathletics.com exclusively online, or you can download our Friends Falcon Super Fan U app and also purchase tickets there. As always, no tickets available at the gate, only online. So friendathletics.com, Candace Wesley will be here tomorrow, 3 and 5.30. So still got that going on tomorrow. And isn't that going to be the women's soccer senior yes. day well tomorrow? Yeah. Yes. Yes, good reminder for that, Morgan. Very good. Um, women's soccer will be doing their senior day tomorrow. 
So keep that in mind as well. So yeah, soccer going on still here tomorrow. There, Austin Stadium, 3 and 5.30 p.m. Hope to see you there. I mean, if you can't be there, you can always watch it live on our live stream portal, portal.stretchinternet.com slash friends. It's also available on our website. The link to that will be there. So you want to talk some football, baseball? What do you want to talk about now, Morgan? We covered our campus. I don't know. I, I think I know what you want to talk about, so I think we'll just go ahead and start with that. So. Well, well, first we can talk a little bit about the NBA. We can't hate on the NBA right now since it is over. That's true. We, we, we can do that. You can't hate too much on it, right? <laughs> well, my Oklahoma State Thunder got out in the first round in, in seven games to the Houston Rockets, so um, I can hate on it just a little bit. But, uh, okay. but no, the Los Angeles Lakers did win the championship this past week. Um, six games with the Miami Heat, a very game Miami Heat squad. They rallied back in game five to make it a six-game series. Game six was not all that competitive. The Lakers won by 13, but they was up by 30 at halftime. And it seemed like the Heat kind of run out of gas. The Lakers won the championship this year. Maybe it was meant to be the way, you know, everything turned out, possibly. But all I can say is that Kobe must be smiling down on them right now. So that, That's it. Yeah, that, that's the one thing. I can say out of that one. Yeah, that, that's the one thing that did that occurred that I was a big Kobe Bryant fan. I, I think he probably was too. So um, that was that was one thing that came out of it. So the Lakers did win the championship on that. Uh, um, 106-93 in game six over the Miami Heat. Lakers are champions. MLB playoffs are still going on. The Houston Astros just do not want to go away. They don't want to go home yet, Morgan. Your Astros don't want to go home yet. They do not, and I'm hoping and praying that they don't go home yet. Not going to lie. I mean, I get it if they do because, man, Oakland's doing amazing right now. Not going to lie. They're doing absolutely amazing and just keep throwing things at us that we we can't do anything well, uh, we can't do anything with. But I am glad that Jose Altuve finally coming together a little bit more. Not fully. But he's, he's coming together a little bit, you know. He is in the field. The strange thing is it's not – the one thing about Altuve is as bad as his feeling has been, it's not carried over to his bat. His they bat has still been – he's homer twice. He had an RBI last night. He has been playing really well um, at the plate. So it's not – sometimes, you know, a fielding problem will translate. You know, one will go over the other. If you're hitting bad, it'll carry over to get to the field. If you're feeling bad, it'll carry over to the plate. Neither has been the case for him. He has been very good at the plate. And mm-hmm. last night, the Astros, it was 3-3. Three to three. The Astros had a lead. Um, it was 3-2. to two. G-Man Shoei homered for Tampa Bay to tie the game in the eighth. And then Carlos mm-hmm. Correa with a walk-off home run, and it was a no-doubter in the bottom of the ninth inning. Win 4-3. It was considered the Astros player of the game. I did see that on Twitter because I do follow my Astros on Twitter all the time. He did the flip of the bat and just yep. walked it on off. He was – that was a huge, huge deal for the Houston Astros, I would say. Um, yeah, that was a really, really big, big thing it that was. happened. Walk-off home run. Carlos Correa also had a walk-off home run, if everybody remembers, last year in the playoffs as well. So, he's, he's – it's not the first time he's come through in the clutch. But the Astros win last night four to three. They're now within three games to two. It goes to a game six tonight at 5.07 p.m. No off days in this ALCS or NLCS. 
it's a little different than normal. No travel days. They're playing at the same field. It's tougher to get your pitching lined up now because you used to be able to manage those off days to line up your pitchers even on short rest. You can't do that now. So Tampa Bay will throw Blake Snell, um, consider either their ace or co-ace. Tonight, the Astros are going with their top pitcher in the playoffs, Framer Valdez, who has been really, really good. A lot of people who don't follow baseball won't know who that is. But he has been very, very good for the Astros. He's got a really, really good changeup and really good fastball as well. So he is throwing tonight. He's been their best pitch in the playoffs. That's who they would want to throw if they could set it up. So I think both teams have the – I think it's worked out where both teams have the pitch they want on the mound. Um, Tampa Bay with Blake Snell and Houston with Valdez. So we'll see how it plays out. Tampa Bay again has a chance to clinch the birth in the World Series tonight. Houston is playing to extend it to a game seven, which will be tomorrow night, and we'll see what happens. But right now, I don't think you can count the Astros out. Only one team has come back from a 3-0 deficit in the MLB playoffs. Only one team. Only one, but you know what? We might be making history again. You never and I, know. You could, and I bet you don't know who that is, Morgan, who, which team actually pulled that off. Hmm. What year did it happen? It was 2004. It was 2004. I wasn't that huge into baseball because I was still little at yeah, the time. Yeah, that's why I figured you probably oh, don't, no, I don't remember who that is. I will tell you who it is uh, directly because it directly affects my team. The Boston Red Sox come back from 3-0 down to the New York Yankees in 2004. The St. Louis no, Cardinals advanced to the World that. Series that year. The Cardinals made the World Series that year and played the Red Sox. The Cardinals had the best record in baseball that year, won 105 games at Albert Pujols, Jim Edmonds, Scott. They were loaded, Scott Rowland, all that. The Red Sox come back from 3-0 down to beat the Yankees, won four straight. They stayed hot and swept the Cardinals 4-0 in the World Series in 04. So they won eight straight games after being down 3-0. And they were down 3-0 after losing 19-8 to the Yankees. They, I mean, it looked like they were done. And they get red hot, win four straight, first team ever to do that, only team ever to do that to this day, only, only team ever to do that. And then they sweep my Cardinals 4-0. So – so our teams are now – now your team is trying to also try to make some history here of their own. Hey, we and may, may not have another Astros-Dodger World Series. You never know. We could. The Dodgers may be the one putting the kink into that plan, though. That's true. That series, the, the Braves – the Dodgers won big last night. Uh, or the Braves won big last night. The Dodgers won the night before. I believe it was 17-2. to two. Mm-hmm. And I said that night – this is something that would probably go on freezing cold takes now. Because I said, you know what? The Braves are not going to become a, that they'll be able to rebound from this. They're not going to be able to come back from this. This is a beating. You know, they were up 2 on the series. It was 2-1. Mm-hmm. I said, this is an absolute beat down. The Dodgers have found their momentum. They found their groove. They're going to win. Last night, the Braves win 10-2 to two over oh. Clayton Kershaw. So, I mean, that's – the Dodgers made me look – yeah, no, that, was a, that was a pretty cold take. It looks like the Braves have been back on top. Like, in all honesty, like, the Braves and the Dodgers, that's already a good matchup anyways, you know? Yeah, it is. Both teams have good pitching, good hitting. Really good matchup. Both teams are amazing hitters. Both teams have good pitching. Both defensive-wise, they're both good. So, it's all around a good a good matchup, I felt like. But, I mean, yeah. It is. It is. We the Braves about the Braves for a little bit. But now, I mean, they're on a roll. They are. They're up 3-1. The Braves are up 3-1. They will try to clinch a World Series berth tonight against the Dodgers. So, 
We thought it might be the Astros and Dodgers. We thought that'd be a wild series full of tension. That would be so wild, though. And, the, and it still could happen. The Dodgers, I believe they may be the one that doesn't hold up there in the bargain. <laughs> you never know. You never know what's going to happen. Right now, this both series have just been, like, huge surprises. Yeah. You know? I'm very surprised in the way the Braves and Dodgers series has played out. I really am. I thought Tampa Bay and Houston was a toss-up. And I only said that because Tampa Bay had the best record in the American League, and their pitching is one of the is the second best in baseball. Um, the Astros were under 500 in the regular season. I would have never said that for the playoffs started. I would have never said that. I thought the Astros, um, but the Astros being here, the way they played against Oakland and now Tampa and now Minnesota and then Oakland, the way they hit, they look like the Astros of old, not this year's Astros. So I thought that was a toss up, and it kind of has played out that way. But the Dodgers, it felt like they were that it was their year to break through, and right now they are on the ropes, down three one to the Braves. Their three, their season could end tonight. You never know what could happen, and in all honesty, it would not hurt my feelings if the Dodgers lost. Either, whether we, whether my Astros won or not, it still would not hurt my feelings. But that's a rivalry that's going to be around for a long time. I have a feeling the Astros and Dodgers. <laughs> Like be a while, yeah. I mean, what's crazy is that like I don't really actually understand where it officially started at. I know obviously the 2017 World Series. That's but where, yeah, that's where it started for sure. Where it like started ish. Yeah. I mean, I think it started way long before that, but this is the first time that like I'd ever actually like really hardcore seen it was the 2017 World Series. It started <laughs> then, and then they started. Um, it kind of picked back up this year when they had their series, um, when Joe Kelly threw behind and nearly hit Alex Bregman in the head with a pitch. Um, so that that flared the tempers up again. And yeah, so and, I feel like the Dodgers kind of started that this year. Which yeah, in all honesty, I'm not defending. Astros by any means I still don't believe that you should throw at people's heads no no but the Astros were completely ready for something like that to happen to them considering what happened last year and that's really really hardcore affected them this year and I think that that affected them a lot more during their regular season than now in the playoffs because like me and you have talked about this before and like your son said they feel more comfortable now because nobody's going to throw a playoff game just No, you're right. You're right. That's what Matthew did say. No, it's, it's right. And I think they've relaxed and I think they've gotten back more into their hitting stroke, their tendencies a little bit better in the playoffs. And, and they're hitting like they did the last several years. I mean, they're back to where they were. And now, they very likely to the another, World Series. I mean, if we do have another Astros Dodgers World Series, we don't know what's going to happen. That might come back up again. We never know. Oh, I'm but, sure it'll come back up again. <laughs> but I think that the Astros really did hardcore luck out that fans really aren't allowed in the stands right now and all that fun jazz. But, I mean, I did see, however, that the Dodgers and the Braves, they have had some fans come out. They're allowing yep. fans at their now. So that's good. That's a positive yep. for the fans at least because mm-hmm. – we're able to start coming back out. I didn't see any at Astros in Tampa Bay. No. Nope. But, I nope, mean, no eventually that's No so. fans there. Um, the NLCS does have, I believe, the cap number is 11,500, I believe. And the World Series is also going to have fans. That, that same capacity. Mm-hmm. So, and I believe they've already sold out. And StubHub has them on their site for like several hundred bucks a ticket. 
So okay. it's, it's pretty pricey on the secondary market, but the World Series is going to have fans. So that's mm -hmm. going to be fun. And if it is the Astro, that's been the first time that they will have, they'll have played in front of fans since, you know, all this kind of unraveled over the off season. So it is interesting. I don't know how well that'll work out for them just because, I mean, they, they've had a really good break from fans, especially rival fans and or like opposing fans technically. Because obviously all Houstonians, we still, we're upset at what happened, but we still are going to support them no matter what. I know so many Astros fans that we were all devastated about what happened, but we accept that it did happen. Now we get over it. We're still going to support you guys, so that's good. But I am worried about um, the opposing team fans, no matter which route it goes, whether or not we end up making it to the World Series and we have to face the Dodgers or the Braves or whether we don't. If we don't, that'd be awesome because I think that it was good for the Astros to just focus on the teams and not their fans as well, just the teams and them having to do that. So that was a huge blessing for them, not going to lie. So I think COVID may or may not have been like a huge blessing <laughs> for the Astros. It could have been a blessing in the sky. So. Yeah. yeah. It could have been a blessing in the sky. So both series will play tonight. Both series could end tonight. Or mm -hmm. we could have a game seven with the Rays and Astros tomorrow night. I kind of hope there is a game seven. I like game sevens. Either way, I, I like game sevens. Even though I don't really have a dog in the fight as much as you do, but I like game sevens. I think they're fun. I mean, it'll be nerve-wracking, but at the same time, I think it'll be really, really awesome if that does happen. Just Whether we win or not doesn't matter to me. I feel like going to a game seven would be super, super fun and just super high energy from both teams. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I just think it would be a really great thing to happen if that can happen. It would be. And the Dodgers and Braves also later tonight, game five of that series tonight, Dodgers are trying to hang on and force a game six. So we'll see what happens on that. Uh, and they had Kershaw going last night. didn't work out for him. So the advantage clearly in the Braves' favor. NFL, we start another week with that. No no game last night. So. No. So uh, we start back on Sunday. We got the, the Texas and Titans. But before we get into that, I believe you have the picks from last week. I do have the picks from last week. So – we had the Cardinals in Atlanta. Or not Car Carolina in Atlanta. Sorry. What? Yep. And you, you're going to have to remind me some of these picks that I made because I was watching Sunday. I almost texted you Sunday and tried to figure out who I picked that way. I know who to root for um, because I, I forgot on some of them. <laughs> I hate. I remembered a lot of them. I forgot on some. That was one of them. Um, and I, I need to know who to root for, and as if that makes a difference. But I need to know who to. <laughs> I know well, Carolina won. Well, you got Atlanta. Atlanta won. Carolina won, didn't they? No. Carolina won. I don't yep. remember. I believe. Let's look it up. I believe Carolina won. I think I missed that one. Woo! I won the week five because I know you picked you picked Carolina. I did pick Carolina. Yeah, Carolina won twenty three to sixteen. Let's All right. Tampa Bay, Chicago. I believe I picked Tampa Bay in that one. No, that was K – we had KC after that one. All right. I know I picked the Chiefs on that one. Yeah, I picked the Chiefs on that one. So we both missed that one. Oh, we did? Dang. Yep. Cardinals and Jets. 
Yep, Jets, Jets in Arizona. Arizona won that 30 to 10. I went with the Cardinals. Yep. Then we had Pittsburgh and I don't remember who lost. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. I think we both picked Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I think you picked the Cardinals as well, didn't you? Arizona, I believe. No, I picked the Jets. <laughs> you picked the Jets? Okay, we got to keep going with that. All right. Rams and Washington. I picked the Rams. I picked Washington. Okay. I'm coming back a little bit here. Ah, so the Rams won? Yeah, Rams won 30 to 10. Okay. Then we had Cincinnati and Baltimore. Baltimore won 27 to 3. I picked Baltimore. Yep. Then we had both San Francisco. Did you pick Cincinnati? Did you pick Cincinnati? No. I thought you did. I remember a lot of these. Then we had Jacksonville and Houston. I picked – didn't I – who did I pick? Did I pick Houston or Jacksonville? You didn't pick Houston. Did I pick Jacksonville? One of us picked Houston. Houston – no, neither one of us did. Houston won 30-14. to 14. They we did. Both, we both missed Houston? Well, I'm shocked you missed Houston. I thought you – I was shocked they won. Yeah, they won 30 to 14. I'm shocked they won right now. So, Miami and San Francisco, I know I missed this one. Miami blew them out of the water 43 to 17. Yeah, we both picked San Francisco on that yeah. one. Yeah, I don't think we've seen that coming. San Francisco's defense was awful. Yeah, it was. It was very bad. They were All the right. negative. How I ended up winning in our league, no idea because I had, the, <laughs> had their defense on my team. Are you serious? I mean, oh, you did. That's right. You did have that. But I keep thinking you have the Saints defense in our league. No, because I switched them because uh, the Saints had a – no, they didn't have a bye week, but – no, they have a bye week this week. Um, San Francisco was projected higher, like, by a lot. So I was like, okay. And I know you can't really base it off projections, but at the same time I'm like, well, why not? It'll be okay. So yep. I did. <laughs> it been to a negative. And yeah. somehow, some way, I still won. You won. I was projected, guys. I was literally projected to lose the whole entire time. Like even while everything was going on, I was still projected to lose. I remember. It was, <laughs> it was bad. So how I ended up winning, I think it really and truly came down to one of my running backs. Yeah, it, it did. and Adam Thielen. I know you had Adam Thielen. He had a big week for you. Yep, and then he came down to one of my running backs and one of my wide receivers, not going to lie. Well, I was projected to win all week. It would have been my fourth straight win, and I wound up losing for two reasons. One, Michael Thomas was suspended on Sunday afternoon before I could get anyone at the 3 o'clock game. I couldn't get anyone in for that. So I had someone in for Tuesday night's game, John Brown, Buffalo wide receiver. He winds up being ruled out. (laughs) So I miss out all the way around, so I lose. I lose that week. It was to my dad I was playing too. So, um, so I, yeah, that was that. I, I lost. I just got snake bit by the injury bug. I will say that. And then losing Dak last week, that was rough. That hurt. That hurt me too because I would have got more points there. And that, that it hurt. I still projected the win, but that lowered the ceiling a little bit. And I yep. believe you had Dak in your other league, right? I did. Yeah. Yep. And I ended up still winning that game or that matchup, but. Yeah. So I'm actually one of like the few people that really do like hardcore actually look into fantasy football now yep. on the team. 
So <laughs> it's it's kind of hit or miss on if I'm actually gonna win or not. But usually I do win because not a lot of people are paying attention to it. So that's a, that's a good thing in my favor, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. No, losing deck it hurt me a little bit. It gave me less points, but I still ended up winning, which was good. But yeah. Well, in our league, I didn't wind up winning, and I also lost for the first time in my NAISID league. I'm now four and one in that, uh, tied for first. And part of that was again the injury situation. I don't know why. Um, again, Michael Thomas been suspended, hurt me in that league. I have him in both leagues. I didn't get Ceedee Lamb in that one. That was a bad mistake. That was just a bad mistake by my part. In our league, I actually was hurt. It actually was injuries I didn't know, anticipate. In the other league, I just that was just a flat out bad move, <laughs> not to change it. I. I Lost for the first time, so my undefeated streak is over in that. I, I was just a poor move on my part. That's tough. Yeah, that's the way it goes. So, next game, the Giants and the Cowboys. Well, I think we both picked the Cowboys. Cowboys won that winning. Yep, Cowboys both won. It was, it was really close if you paid attention to <laughs> Andy Dalton came in for Dak and led a game-winning drive in the last second to win. So, that was very, very close, but they did win. <laughs> That was stressful. Yeah, it was. The night game, let's see. I may have missed this one because I – did I pick Minnesota? This is another game I didn't know for sure. Minnesota or Seattle, who did I pick? No. Uh, Seattle. We both did. Okay. I For some reason, I thought I picked Minnesota in an upset, but I did not. Okay, good. Okay, I'm glad no. Seattle came back and won. See, I didn't know who to root for the Sunday night. I should have asked yet. Okay, I'm ha- all right. I'm good now. They won by one point, 27-26 on a last-second touchdown from Russell Wilson to DK Metcalf. That's how close it was. And I thought I'd missed it. <laughs> so I was like, oh, gosh, I thought that was my upset pick, and it wasn't. So, no. No. All right. You may be getting a text from me Sunday to know who I pick on me when we do it in here pretty soon. Because no. I need okay. to know this. You're writing them down, so you need to, I need to know this. That way, because of rooting, it just feels like I'm more in control if I can root. So, no. <laughs> All right, next game was Monday night, Chargers and the Saints. Uh, maybe that was my upset pick. I don't remember. Yeah, I picked the Chargers. You picked the Saints. Okay, I picked the Saints. Saints won in overtime, 30-27. And the last game, I'm pretty sure I missed this one, but, I mean, this one got away quick. Tennessee beat Buffalo 42-16. to You picked Tennessee and I picked Buffalo. I'm pretty sure on that. Okay. So, so far, one, two, three, four, five, five. You've beaten me by two so far, but we still have two games that we have not seen. All right, what are those games? That is the Colts and the Browns and Denver and New England. Okay. Denver and New England was postponed. Mm -hmm. Um. Browns won 32 to 23 over the Colts. And I know I picked the Browns. I think you picked the Colts. I did pick the Colts. And I, but now we did decide that was a toss up game. All right, I rebound. All right, so we're one and one now, basically. All right, I had the rebound, though. I saw, I said last week, I need to rebound strong. So if you didn't rebound, I was going to be concerned for you. Yep, yep, yep. I need the rebound. Yep. I couldn't let you win two in a row. You'll probably win this week, though, but I, I had to win at least one. I don't know. I'm not very good at this. I literally just guess. Well, truth be told, I do on some of them too. So, no. I just guess a lot. 
Truth be told, I do own some of them too, so it's okay. No. All right, so now we can make some picks for this week. No. Okay. And just by guessing, remember, you beat me the first week, so. Mm -hmm. All right, no Thursday night game last night. First game is going to be Houston at Tennessee. This game is a little bit tougher for me. Who do you got in this one? You going to go with your home team or you going to go I, with Tennessee? I honestly think I am going to go with Tennessee. My Honestly, Tennessee has been doing actually really good this season. Not going to lie, or at least for me, they have been doing really good this season. But I also have, like, their best running back on my team. Derek Kinger, yep. And their kicker is pretty awesome, too. So This game is much closer than what people might think. That's true. Houston got their first win last week. They looked to found – Deshaun Watson and Brandon Cooks, that connection finally heated up last week um, against Jacksonville, which is obviously not a great team either. But it started – I thought that would – I thought they had formed a little more chemistry earlier on, even without DeAndre Hopkins, because Brandon Cooks is a speedster. I can catch the ball. He, he's really fast. But it hadn't yet. But last week, it really it really started to connect. And But I got to go with Tennessee. I got to agree. I'm going with Tennessee, too. Yeah. If Tennessee had not beat Buffalo 42-16 to 16 to stay 4-0, I might would have picked the upset with Houston. But I'm going to go with Tennessee, too, at home. I think Tennessee gets well, the game is much closer than what people think. Yeah. I want to give Houston another game just to make sure that their connect Deshaun Watson's connection with – uh, his running back is actually, like, good now. You know, because, like, like we've said multiple times, losing DeAndre Hopkins was a huge upset. Yeah. So now he's starting to reconnect with somebody else. And I want to see if that connection is still going to carry on from here or if it was just kind of like, okay, we're going to be hit or miss for a while. You know? Right. So I'm going to give him one more game, and I'm going to give it to Tennessee. Right. I'm going to Tennessee, too. All right, we both got Tennessee. All right, Cincinnati at Indianapolis. What do you think on that one? Hmm. At Indianapolis, too. You going with the Colts? Something? I don't know. Last time I went with the Colts, it was a huge upset, so I don't know. Yeah, Hang on. Beat them. But in fairness to the Colts, we decided that game was a toss-up, the Browns. I went with Baker Mayfield because he's an OU guy, but it was close. Browns did win that one to go to four and one. The Colts are now three and two. Cincinnati one three and one. I'm going with the Colts at home, but I'm telling you, I the Colts offense is struggling right now. But Cincinnati's offense has also been a little bit of a neutral gear too. So I'll, I'll go, go with Cincinnati. You gonna go with the upset? No. Yeah, we're going to go with upset because that's what I do best. All right. Well, yeah, well, you won one week doing that and then didn't win right. this. So you're kind of one and one doing it. It's kind of 50 50. So, kind of 50 50. Yeah. But hey, it's been working ish. It, ish. Yeah. It, ish. It's, it has. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I've still won five games. Yeah. And, and the Colts is that the Colts is not really clicking right now offensively. So, that game really goes away. Falcons and you know, Vikings. So. Falcons and Vikings. What do you think? Yeah. I think I'm going to go with Minnesota. Okay. Uh, no. I I'm think gonna I'm going to I'm going to go Minnesota, too. No. They almost – they won their first game week before. Like, I know this will probably be, like, a close game, and it's more of, like, a toss-up than anything else. But 
Yeah, Minnesota got in the win column week before last at Houston. They pushed Seattle to the brink last week, lost on a last-second touchdown, 27-26. I think Minnesota – the Falcons are still winless. They they fired their coach last week. They got a brand-new coach coming in. Raheem Morris has went from defensive coordinator to interim head coach. So Atlanta's Mm -hmm. a bit in flux. Sometimes that can have a reverse effect. You can play really hard for a new head coach to start with. So this might be the weekend line against our first win, but I don't think someone with Minnesota. Mm, now we got the postponed game, Denver at New England. That happens this week. I'm going to go in New England. They usually do really good at home. Yeah, I'm going New England too. New England at home. Yeah, Denver is uh, – they're, they're supposed to get Drew Locke back this week. We'll see if it has any effect on them. Mm-hmm. I'm going doing that at home. Cam Newton's back. They seem to be healthy. I think the Patriots get that at home. Mm-hmm. All right, the Washington football team. Washington, the, the football team. I know you laugh every time I say that. <laughs> but it's the truth. It's the football team now. At the New York Giants, the both teams have a combined one and nine record this year. So... Mm-hmm. Giants are at home. I don't know on this one. The only win belongs to Washington, but they have lost four straight. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Washington hasn't really had that great of a time either. You're right. You're right. I think I'm probably going to go with the Giants. I'll try them out. I'm going to try out the Giants. I'm going Giants at home, too. Washington, the new quarterback, Kyle Allen, his first, his second start under center for the for the Washington football team. That game's a toss up. The Giants did look fairly well at Dallas. Now, mm-hmm. Dallas' defense is not really good, as everybody knows, so that's not a real good litmus test. But they did seem to get something going offensively, so we'll see. I'll go the Giants at home, too. All right, Baltimore at Philadelphia. Mm. I think I'm going to go with Philadelphia. You want the Eagles at home? That's an upset. That'd be a big upset, actually. I know, right? It'll be fun. I'm going Baltimore. For one thing, anyone that knows me knows I'm not going to pick the Eagles unless I absolutely have to. Hey. I'm just having fun with this. So, okay. I'm not picking the Eagles. Everybody knows me knows how I roll on that. But they're not looking real good. I'm going Baltimore on the road. Yeah. All right, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. That's actually maybe the game of the week. Cleveland 4-1, playing well. Pittsburgh undefeated at home. I think I'm still going to give it to Pittsburgh, though. And especially since they are at home. I mean, like, this could be an upset at home. You never know. But at the same time, like, I feel like they're usually stronger at home anyways. Obviously, they are because they've been undefeated at home. But still, I feel like they're going to be the team that ends up pulling it out. All right. I'm going with Baker Mayfield and the Browns again. Another, It's a bit of a toss-up, but, hey, they won last week over the Colts. I'm going to go with the minor upset. Minor upset. I'm going with Baker Mayfield. Another, another pretty good game coming up. Chicago at Carolina. Chicago now 4-1. and one. Nick Foles now starting for the Bears. Carolina's been playing really well. 
They're in two under new head coach Matt Rule. So not a lot of a line there. Carolina is a one and a half point favorite. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm gonna keep going with Carolina. Past two times they've won. So last time that we did the pick. So I'm gonna go with Carolina. I'm with you on that. I'm with Carolina too at home. I like what Carolina is doing. Mike Davis is having near the same impact that Christian McCaffrey has had. Teddy Bridgewater has selling number one receiver in Robbie Anderson. So Robbie Anderson has been spectacular this year as a free agent signing for Carolina. And I, the Bears have been a little hit and miss offensively with Nick Foles. But it's a bit of a toss-up. I'm going Carolina, though, at home, too. All right, okay. now another tough one, only for opposite reasons. Detroit at Jacksonville. Combined two and seven. Detroit one and three. Jacksonville one and four. So I'm not sure you go wrong on this pick. You going Detroit? I think I'm going Detroit. Yeah, I'm going to go with Lions. You going the Lions? I'm going with Detroit too. I just trust their offense a little bit more and their defense a little bit more than I do Jacksonville. Jacksonville's defense has shown a lot of leaks. I mean, losing 30 to 14 to Houston last week. Jacksonville's not playing really well right now. Detroit's not either. But they do have yeah. a big win at Arizona this, this, this year. As an underdog, they're actually a three-point favorite this week. So, really, the Lions are actually favored to win this. But I'm going Detroit, too. All right. Another one, Jets at the Dolphins. Uh, another. <laughs> Miami looked really good last week, though. I'm actually going to go with Miami, mainly because the Jets are getting rid of uh, Bell. Yes, that's true. So that could have some chemistry. Le'Veon Bell is now a Kansas City Chief. I'm sure you've heard it. It's not bad. Yeah. Which is a bad thing, but at the same time, it's like I think lose giving up Le'Veon Bell was not necessarily a huge upset for the Jets, but it I don't know if it's gonna have a great positive it's impact. It's not gonna help him. It's not gonna help him. Yeah. But now they didn't use him real he wasn't real impactful for him. I don't think they used him real well. And his, yeah. he's been there a little over a year now. But I, I don't think it was a great fit, but I don't think it's going to help them. I think the Jets are who they are. They don't have a good offensive line. They got questions at quarterback, questions everywhere on offense. They trade their all-pro safety, Jamal Adams, to Seattle this year, who is now undefeated. The Jets mm-hmm. don't. The head coach, Adam Gase, on the hot seat. I wouldn't feel comfortable picking the Jets if he gave me 15 points right now, I don't think. So I'm going Miami, too. Well, all right, and what they're dubbing as a game of the week, at least America's game of the week on Fox, Green Bay at Tampa Bay, Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. Very Hall of Fame matchup. Always a lot of fun. Green Bay still unbeaten at 4-0. Tampa Bay 3-2. and They're coming off a tough loss to the Bears. What do you think? I think I'm going to go with Green Bay. Yeah. Green Bay is a one-point favorite. Not a bad pick. I'm going with a minor upset, Tampa Bay at home. I think Tom Brady makes just one throw to win the game, but not a, that's not a bad pick. Green Bay is a, yeah. Green Bay's rolling right now. But I'm not a huge long. Tom Brady fan. Not like I'm, I'm not, not either. anybody that is. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, like, I'm not part of the Brady bunch. I'm not either. I'm not I've never have been. I never have been. But I just don't like the Patriots either. So I'm not a big Patriots fan. But yeah, I am going with Tom Brady in this game though, but yeah, I'm not a big Brady fan either. But I'll go Tampa Bay at home. 
All right, Sunday night football, Rams at 49ers. The 49ers are a little bit of a flux right now, as we saw last week. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo actually hit the bench in the second half. He is supposed to start this week, though, but he didn't play well in his first game back from injury. Mm-hmm. So, 49ers are starting to get healthier. Raheem Mostert back at running back. George Kittle has been back for a couple games at tight end. Defensively, they're still not going to get – I mean, Nick Bosa going through. They're not going to get that – great pass rush back they had last year. So, yeah, the Rams are rolling right now. But, no. Again, on the road, Rams 4-1, 49ers 2-3, and three, I think. I think I'm going to go with the Rams. Yeah, I am too. No. They've been aren't consistent enough. 49ers aren't consistent enough for me to trust them yet. Yep. After losing last week like that to Miami, I, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable picking the 49ers right now. So, a good one coming up on Monday night at 4 o'clock. Actually, there's two Monday night games. Chiefs and the Bills, both teams 4-1. Both teams coming off their first loss last week. The Bills got clobbered at Tennessee, 42-16. to The Chiefs got lost at home, surprisingly, to the Las Vegas Raiders, 40-32. to Did not look good in the second half. So, you going to go with an upset Buffalo? You think Kansas City gets back on track? I think I'm going to go with Buffalo because, I don't know, like I think that Kansas City will get back on track, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't really know either. This might have been like a huge deal for them, you know, because mm-hmm. I want to say, didn't that somewhat happen last year? Like they kind of went a little bit, not necessarily on a losing streak, but you know, like well, after they, they did. lost. They did. They were six and four actually at one point last year. And Mahomes did miss two games, so that. That hurt them, but they were six and four, and they wound up not losing again the rest of the year. Yeah, including the Super Bowl, they literally went undefeated the rest of the year. So yeah. they they could make a run like that this year. This game looked like going into last week. This game looked like a toss up to me because both teams are rolling. Both teams are playing great. Buffalo's playing great now. Buffalo loses big at home to at Tennessee. The Chiefs lose at home to the Raiders. So both teams are stumbling just a little bit. I'm gonna go with Kansas City. But if they lose this game, I think that raises some – I think you can start sounding the alarm a little bit in mm-hmm. Chiefs' kingdom, as they like to call it. If they lose two straight, I think they rebound and, and win. But if they lose again, I think, I think there's some – could be some warning signs going on in Kansas City. And it, may not, it may be very insignificant. They could still win the Super Bowl again. But I, I think last week was more of a fluke than anything. But it, if they lose a second straight game – if they're a five-point favorite in, I think mm-hmm. that could – I could send off some warning signs that maybe Nall's not quite well in Kansas City. Yeah. All right, last game of the week, Monday Night Football, a big game in our household. The Arizona Cardinals at the Dallas Cowboys. As you know, mm-hmm. my eight-year-old son, Luke, is a huge Arizona Cardinals fan. So we've yeah. – this game has been circled from day one for him. So it don't matter the rating, throw the records out. This game has been circled from day one. I won't hear the end of this if the Cowboys win or the Cowboys lose. I won't hear the end of this forever. So yeah, yeah you'll hear about it from me if if the Cowboys lose because I will I'll be getting it. Um, and then Matthew and Luke will just be they've been arguing all week about it because Matthew's a Cowboys fan. So I yep. I, I kind of try to play referee in it. It's a lot of fun. I try to be neutral both sides. I mean. I, I'm a Cowboys fan, but I try to be fair all the way around. 
the Cardinals with Dak Prescott out should win this game. Yeah. Uh, the Cardinals are really good. They're three and two. Andy Dalton is a really adequate replacement for, for the Cowboys, I think. It's not a normal backup to put in. So the season mm-hmm. is not over no, by any means the Cowboys, especially playing the NFC East. They're actually still in first place in the division. So mm-hmm. that – I mean, the Cowboys' season is not over yet, but their ceiling has been limited with Dak going out. Um, there's so many weapons still in Dallas. I, I think Dalton will have a really good game. But the Cardinals mm-hmm. without Dak – if Dak was there, I would have picked the Cowboys at home. And I'm still going to pick the Cowboys because I'm a homer. Okay, that's what I do here. That's what I do. If I was not a Cowboys fan, I would probably pick in the Cardinals um, because I think the Cowboys will continue to get better with any Dalton as the season goes on. But this game, it could go either way. The emotion could still play into it with Dak yeah. winning it. Um, the Cardinals had lost two straight until last week they beat the Jets, who are 0-5. But they got back on track a little bit with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. So the Cardinals on paper should win this game at least this week. I'm going to Cowboys because I'm a homer. But I'm going to yeah. go with Arizona. You should. But, you should because you're not a homer like I am. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I, w- I agree with you. I feel like if – like hit the new one, the new quarterback, he'll be fine. But I don't think he's – I still feel like he's nowhere near as good as Dak. And – it's it's going to be a very interesting awakening moment, I feel like, for the Cowboys, playing officially yeah. without him. Yeah. And, which there's nothing wrong with it. I still have faith in the Cowboys, but I don't have enough faith to where they're going to pull it out. I still think they're going to win the NFC East. But as I said, and that would that mean they'll be in the playoffs. But as I said, Monday night, if I wasn't a Cowboys fan, I think this has Cardinals written all over it. Just because mm-hmm. Andy Dalton will be will be fine. The offense, I think, will be fine. I still think, though, the defense is not nowhere near good enough for me to feel good about. Even with Dak, the defense is not good for me to feel good about picking him every yeah. week. And I think without Dak, the ceiling goes down a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, even though the offense will still score points. But I think they lose probably a – and, again, I'm picking the Cowboys. I'm not, I'm not backing off of it. But I think – I think it'll be a 35-31 type game. And I think without Dak, the Cowboys most likely will come on the short end of that. With Dak, maybe they would have come out on top. But with because every game the Cowboys play the shootout. Last week was 37-34. The week before was 49-38. Before that was 38-31. Every 40-39 before that, every game the Cowboys play is going to be a shootout. And it's just the way it's going to be. The deep, the offense is great. The defense is not. So Andy Dalton will keep the offense rolling, and, and it'll be going fine. But I just don't think the Cowboys' defense, I don't feel like they have enough to, to get it done. But I'm going with the Cowboys as a homer. But mark it down. So maybe it, maybe it works out. Maybe the Cowboys yeah. not feel good about it. But It might be It'll but still I'm not be a close game. The Cardinals are probably, yeah. No, no. I feel like it's still going to be a close game either way. And it would have been with Dak because the Cowboys' defense don't get enough stops to where it's – I mean, that doesn't change anything. Nothing changes really that much. It's the same thing we've been – same thing you've been fighting all year long. So, I have faith in A. Dalton. I don't have a lot of faith in the defense, so we'll see how it plays out. It's going to be fun, though, in my house, I'm telling you. Well, maybe not as much fun. It depends on – Some. it may not be fun because someone's going to win someone's going to lose. So, no, either way, it's not going to be a lot of fun for me. <laughs> 
I'm telling you, next week I'm going to give you a report on how this. I'll talk to you for them, but next week on our podcast, we're going to, I'm going to let you know how this goes. You're going to have to let all of us know how this goes. This I'm is going to let you know how this goes. I think I'm more excited about that than I am the actual game itself. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you, you, you should be because it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. But it's been building up, though. It's kind of like a WWE match where you have, like, weeks of promos. Then you have the yeah. pay-per-view. No. So it, like, has to build up all year long to this one game. Like, we was wanting to go to this game if they, if they had regular tickets. So we were actually planning on possibly going up to Dallas this game. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be fun in quotation marks. Fun. No. Fun. Just, just say a prayer, Morgan, for peace on Monday night. Just for peace. <laughs> either way. Today. Either way. I'm pulling for the Cowboys, but either way, just to serve peace. Today in the prayer, I promise I will pray for peace. Yep, yep. Matthew and Luke is going to be a lot of fun, I'm telling you. Yep, it's going to be fun. So I think that leads us, as we talk about prank, that leads us into the devotion that we're going to do. <laughs> and Morgan, you've got a really good devotion for us. Really good devotion that you've put together. I like it. Um, so I'm going to kind of let you do that. Like always, I'll chime in from time to time, but I'm going to kind of let you have the floor on that. Yeah. So this was actually my Monday devotional. And in all honesty, it's just kind of like empowered over all of the others that I had listened to uh, this week. It obviously Monday, it was a great one to start my week off with. And Granted, this is Friday now, so I'm going to end slash begin your new week with this one. So hopefully you guys will continue to think about this because this week's title or this week's uh, devotion is He is for you. So we hear that a lot, especially as Christians, that God is here for us. He is here for us and he is for us. So we always have that in the back of our mind and we always believe in it. But at the same time, it's kind of hard to believe as well. If that makes sense. I'll kind of elaborate a little bit more. It's a struggle to believe that he is for you because I mean, yes, we face different challenges. We face different things every single day of our lives, but he is always continually cheering for you and being there for you as a Christian and as a believer and of Jesus Christ. So think about it this way. What if God, like, what if God is actually conspiring to do something challenging for you? But the thing is, is that he's not. And we have to get that into our minds and we have to keep that into our minds in everything that we do. So he is conspiring to make things come together for us and to bless us and to bless you beyond measure. We have to believe in that. It is nothing to fear because we don't have control. I understand we fear everything that we don't have control of. Just like we said in last week's devotion as well, is that we just have to trust the process. We should, we actually should be anticipating what God has in store for us and trust in him 
and trust in the process in which we have to follow because he is here for us and we have to believe that. It is, it is hard and it is a struggle to always believe in that because we do face challenges every single day of our lives. And even if you don't, you face a challenge at some point in your life that can make you question. I'm guilty of it. I've never fully questioned my faith, no. But I have fully questioned, God, why did you do this to me? And I'm sure a lot of people do. If, if you don't, if you haven't, then kudos to you. Like, that's awesome, I'm not gonna lie. But it's hard to trust in everything that we go through in our lives that he is actually here for us. And he, but we have to put that into his hands. We have to make sure that we are trusting in him because he is here for us, even through our struggles and even when times are hard. We have to believe that. It is something to be excited about. It's not something to be feared. It's something to be excited about. Like we have the angels up in heaven looking down on us, leaning over and being like, yes, they are cheering for us just as much as God is cheering for us. Because um, he cheers for us to get out of bed. He cheers for us to brush our teeth. He cheers for us to go out and get ready for work and to go to work and do all of these different things in our lives every single day, even when we don't want to. He is cheering for us and the angels are looking over so excited because they are ready to be there for us and they are anticipating just as much as we are anticipating. So that might have been a little bit confusing, but to me it made sense when my devotional speaker said it to me and I don't know. So if you have a question about that, please use the hashtag and yeah, just talk to us about that and I'll elaborate a little bit more on that later on. But anyway, so he, we have to know that he is up there and cheering for each and every single one of us. He is. So one of the Bible verses that was used today or on Monday was Romans 8.31. If God is for us, then who can be against us? Now, I want you guys to think about that and I want you guys to ask yourself, who believes in you? Who believes in you? Who can you think of that believes in you? And don't you wish that they were there with you every step of your life cheering you on? Truth is, they are. When you know that people believe in you, then you believe in yourself, which makes everything that you do in life so much more like motivating and you feel more passionate about it. That's like when I know that like Mr. Levi, he believes in me when I'm out there on the volleyball court. So that makes me believe in myself and builds my confidence. That's the same thing that we have to think of with God. He believes in us. So we have to believe in us and everything that we do. But at the same time, there is the question of how do you know he is here for us? There is, there is that question. And it's a struggling question, but in the Bible, in Romans 8, 1, it says, therefore, there is now no condemnation 
for those who are in Jesus, who are in Christ Jesus, you have been set free. Now, we get the question, we question that all the time. How do we know he is? I will let you know that, that is an evil power that the devil likes to put on top of us and over us and he linger, lingers it over our head to question God's approval and to make us question if God is condemning us or not, or just question God himself. It is something that they like to hold over us and that is very much evil power, but we have to remember there is no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. You have been set free. You are free. He is for you. He will always be there for you because you have accepted his son, Jesus Christ. You have accepted him and you have accepted God himself as well. And because of that, he will be there for us. He's always there for us, mainly just because of that. We have no condemnations for those. So also another note for that is that we also have to consider, we have to, we have to consider that part as well in a different aspect because since there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, then no one can be against us except you. You are the only one who can get in your way here. Are you against you? Maybe you need to get out of your own way today and buy into the truth that God is for you. And be your own support system today. And maybe give yourself a little pep talk. I know that I do that. I look in the mirror and be like, Morgan, you're going to have a great day today. Because God has created you to do that. God has created you to be a light in someone else's life today. So you are going to have a great day today. And we have to continually tell ourselves that because there is more in you than you will than you could ever imagine. There is more to you than you can seriously ever imagine. And we have to remember that God is cheering for us, but we also have to cheer for yourself. You have to cheer for yourself. So you're upset with yourself, but, or well, hang on, backtracking a little bit here. My lady that does my devotional, she runs a lot of marathons and she used this as an example. For, uh, with training for a marathon, that's, that's a lot of running. I'm sorry, I'm not a person, I'm personally not a runner. So to me, running a marathon is crazy, not gonna lie, but she says that it helped to train her to support and cheer for herself. It helped her to give herself pep talks because when you're on that 23rd or 24th mile marker and you're like oh man i'm tired i want to give up don't give up because you have to talk yourself through it like girl you can still do it you can do this because one you've trained for it and two 
you have other people out there on the sidelines, even if you don't even know them, they are still cheering for you the whole entire way. So once you see that, and once you believe in yourself, you believe that God is there cheering for you as well, which is what you have to do because he is there. He might not show himself, obviously, but he is there for you. And that starts out by you believing in yourself. Join with God in believing in who he created you to be and what he has equipped you with to be that person. You have to believe in it. And sorry, I know I've stressed it a lot, but it's very much true. We have to trust in him and we have to believe in him and that he is here for you. You have to believe in that. That's very good. That's awesome stuff. And, and I'll tell you, it's believing in ourselves. I think is the hardest part sometimes because we have some self doubt that comes in like, Oh God would never bless me. God doesn't have me as a priority and stuff. And it, and it reminds me of a dream I had when I was just out of college. Um, and I, I remember I was on the side of the road and I was, I was just kind of, it was, I was almost, I was by myself on the side of the road and then Jesus himself come to me. It, it was him in my dream. And, and I was just so excited. I thought, I said, Oh Jesus, I can't believe you're here. I love being with you. I, I just long for your presence. And he said something to me. I'll never forget. He said, you don't understand. I long for your presence too. So he's telling me, and he's telling us, he wants to be with us as much as we want to be with him. He wants a relationship with us. He mm -hmm. treasures a relationship with us. Sometimes we can't realize that he loves us more than we can imagine. And we just have to get out of that self-doubt thinking, okay, we belong to God. And once we get past that, and once we see ourselves, how God sees us, then we can really truly walk with him and, and be in his will. Mm -hmm. And I ask that each and every single one of you that is listening uh, just go throughout your day or you can even start it tomorrow. Go out, have a pep talk with yourself and go throughout the day thinking, I am doing what I'm created for. And just know that what, and just know that God is here for you and cheering you on the whole entire way. And you cannot self-sabotage yourself. Once you start self-sabotaging yourself, then you stop believing in yourself. Then you stop believing that God is there for you when he is. And so, like I said, the only person, because no one, no one, it says right there in Romans 8.31, that who can be against us? Who can be against us when God is here for us? So, just continue to go throughout your days thinking about that. Don't self-sabotage yourself. Make sure that you are giving yourself those little pep talks that you need every once in a while. And just, and just be there to be the person. Just believe and join with God, believing that, um, and just believe in who he created you to be. And just believe in that. And trust me, it actually makes your day feel a lot better, not gonna lie. Once you start believing in yourself, then you fully believe that God is there for you. Yeah, that's very true, Morgan. I know you've been through a, kind of a journey this year as well. I know some people know, some people don't. I've been kind of on the front row for it. 
So I, and I, and I've, I'm privileged to be there. I really am. I, I'm, I love being there with you. But you're like my little counselor-ish. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, little, that's part of part of the duty. But um, you have grown. You, you're a good example of what you're talking about because you've grown in the Lord a lot since a lot through this, through some mm -hmm. adversity with your shoulder surgery, and and everything that everything that entails that, and you've come out stronger with it. Um, I think God's blessed you, and um, He's continuing to lead you. Uh, and the path that he wants, he's, he's got a great calling for you here um, mm -hmm. and beyond. So I think that's a, I think you're a great example of what you're, what you're talking about. I know everybody out there can, can do that, can heed the words and be the exact same way um, for God. As long as they stay true and just don't let anything stop them. Don't use, let self-doubt creep in. Just continue to follow God's path, continue to be close to him. And, and a lot of times uh, something that goes wrong, setbacks can actually bring you closer to him. And I think he, he uses that all in kind of part of his puzzle to really get us in our relationship with him. So that, that's great stuff. Great stuff. Okay, so Morgan did mention the hashtag during the devotion. Uh, she fit that in there. Hashtag <laughs> talking with friends. Um, so use that to interact with us on anything, on, on her devotion, which she does every week, which I really enjoy. I love, I look forward to hearing it every week. Um, our NFL picks, chime in on that. Anything happened with Falcon Athletics? That's going to be continuing. So just talk about that. Anything you want. We're here at Hashtag Talk with Friends. We're now on Apple and Spotify. So subscribe. Follow us on that. That's a great tool to be there. So be sure you listen every week. Subscribe to that. And what else you got, Morgan? We know we got other hashtags that you like to promote. So no. Well, there is always the hashtag Talons Up. That's so it. you That's go it. out to the women's and men's soccer games tomorrow. Take a picture and make sure that you are posting that picture anywhere that you would you want to post it and use the hashtag talents up so that we at the athletics administrative building and office and all that fun jazz, we can see your post as well because that's definitely one that we like to look at. It is hashtag talents up. Woo. It is, it is. That, that's great. Again, men's women's soccer will be in action tomorrow, three and five thirty. We'll have the coverage for that. So hope to see you out there again. But if you're not out there, make sure you're using the hashtag TalonsUp, and we'll be updating it, and you can follow us and really chime in on the game as well. So this has been fun, Morgan, this week. A little different for us, a little different for you, a little different for me, but we'll be doing the same thing next week. So um, it, it, a lot of fun, though. Still yet, still same stuff. It was a lot of fun. Yep. So it's your week to pray us out. Are you, are you good with that? I am good with that. All right, go right ahead. Okay. Dear Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for this amazing and beautiful, wonderful day. I ask that you please continue to bless each and every single one of us throughout our daily lives. Please help us, Lord, to make sure that we do believe in each other and believe in ourselves so that we can believe in you even more than what we already do, Lord. Please help those that are sick. Please help those that are um, injured right at this moment and have it in just going through some really rough waters right at this moment, Lord, just please be with them. We ask that you put your hands on them and continue to bless them and to help heal them throughout their daily lives as well. And just, we ask that you keep everybody safe that is traveling. I know a lot of people that are going to be traveling soon and we know that the teams tomorrow are traveling. So please be with them as you are, um, as they travel here to uh, friends and we just thank you, Lord, for everything that you do for us. And once again, please help us through our struggles and please help us to continue to 
believe in ourselves and giving ourselves a little pep talk every once in a while so that we are motivated to continually believe that you are here for us and just continue to uh, help us with our struggles, those and troubling through rough water and those that are not troubling through rough water right at this moment. Just please be there for each and every single one of us. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, Morgan. Thank everybody out there for tuning in today. We'll be back at you again next week with another brand new episode of Talking with Friends. For Morgan, I'm Levi saying have a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week.